0: we gonna look at Psalm 103 today and use the contemporary English version. Yesterday, Shar and I were driving on Lakeshore Boulevard, and uh you know I have to go by there almost every day in the summer or she gets crabby. Uh, no. We we do like to just kind of drive by there. It, uh, so I'm I'm driving by this fairly isolated section of beach and uh, this guy's on his knees and he's hugging this gal and I mean they're fully embraced and I'm going what's going on there you know and Char says well do you think they're getting engaged and it's like of course you know I I had no clue you know and for me um, it was one of those moments I'm just like what are you doing you know but now you've got to remember that I'm the guy that's so romantic that when we got engaged, we were watching TV, and I said, do you want to get married? And she says, no. <laughs> A minute later, I'm going, I don't think you heard me. And so I asked again, and, oh, I thought you said, were you mad at me? Are you mad at me? <laughs> so so I, I got skills in that area, but... Uh, when, when this psalm is being presented, there are some um, pictures, so to speak, that the, the original language is, was kind of a picture language. And, and so there are terms are as, pictures associated with different words. So when David says, "With all my heart, I'll praise the Lord," um, he is, there's a picture associated with that. Remember last week, uh, I had mentioned just kind of a nugget at the end that in Psalm 105 at the end when it says, praise the Lord, there's a picture associated with that that is drawn from color and sound, and it's almost like saying flamboyantly make declarations about God. For an introvert, that's a little bit stretching. Not a little, it's a lot stretching. That idea that not just saying praise the Lord, but God is great in any setting, right? Or some declaration of happiness about what he is doing in our lives. That is kind of what that particular word comes. This one, this praise the Lord in this Psalm 103 is attached to the idea of kneeling before uh, like a sovereign. And so, like, this guy was on the beach, he's kneeling, and I'm assuming he was saying, consider my plight, please agree to marry me. Um, Or however that works when you're all into that. Um, Some of you guys were amazing. I mean, it's like it got better with each engagement. Uh, But anyway. Yeah, I'm wandering off and I'm in trouble. (laughs) What's new? Um, So in this, though, that idea, the psalmist is going to be presenting, he says, we're relatively frail as people, and yet we have this impressive God who sees our plight and intervenes and has deeply involved with us and so he's saying give praise to god you know in in this kneeling before him essentially you're saying you have rights to whatever decisions and declarations and time and money whatever whatever is in my position it's yours that's kind of the idea when of kneeling right And, and so when we're coming to terms with things like this it's saying god Whatever it is that you want to place your finger on, it's yours. Um, it's good to have these Old Testament passages because in some ways it rounds out our understanding of the Lord. You know, if, if we're reading just New Testament with Jesus, there are times when we can shrink that. And yet there's, there's so much scripture to give us a wider understanding of what all the... we're connected to and what why did jesus come why did he die why did he you know why is he associated with the lamb why does he uh, do things at the different feasts when he does it's all tied together and it's helping us understand our relationship to him and so when we're reading through this and it says praise the lord and all that is i am praise his holy name He's recognizing the, the perfection of who God is, and he's just saying, I kneel before that. With all my heart, I praise the Lord, I'll never forget how kind he has been. So again, he's setting that up with, in a sense, his inability connected to God's ability. So when, when we walk through this, you know, and we're looking at this, I mean, the New Testament picture of Jesus going to the garden at the last day, you know, and praying, not my will, but thine might be done. What's he do? He kneels. And it's part of his worship under the Father is it's, he's making a declaration of saying it's, it's your call. And physically, he's applying that, so to speak. He's giving a, a physical picture Of what's going on inside. And so, you know, even Paul says, I kneel before the Father, maker of all heaven and earth, or all the family in heaven and earth in Ephesians. So, you know, these guys, they had that Old Testament heritage and they knew where this went. So, back to the passage 103 God forgives our sins. He heals us when we're sick, protects us from death. His kindness and love are a crown on our heads. So he says, our sins, God has taken care of that. Our illnesses, our sicknesses, uh, again, another word picture coming out of this is like it was to mend something or to stitch it together. And, And it's kind of a beautiful picture of God he stitches together our lives when there's fracture. He pulls things together. You know, sometimes that is physical, sometimes it's emotional, sometimes there's that spiritual, but it he sews it together where it need the way it needs to be. He restores it that way. And then even the idea of a crown on the head is that he, he not only just brings it back to good, but he he, he elevates it. Each day that we live, he provides for our needs and gives us the strength of a young eagle. Now, I have no clue how strong an eagle is. Any ornithologists in here, I, it doesn't matter, does it? I think the picture is pretty clear. You know, we, when we think of eagles, we think of them being able to fly over things. And in some ways, this is almost like, he he puts us in a place where we can rise above the issues of the day, ride the currents, so to speak. And so it says, you know, he gives us strength like that. For all who are mistreated, the Lord brings justice. And he, he refers to a little history. He says they taught his law to Mo- he taught his law to Moses, and showed Israel what he could do. So the part of our heritage is knowing that God spoke what should be as a part of our lives, laid out some instructions, but also showed that he had the power to to control and set things in place. So it was a beautiful combination. He wasn't just talking, but he was doing in a way that they could, get to, could understand. He says, the Lord is merciful. He's kind and patient. His love never fails. So that's his character. That's who we're calling out to. He says, the Lord won't always be angry and point out our sins. He doesn't punish us as our sins deserve. That is one to hang on for a while, isn't it? Basically, it's saying, the Lord doesn't keep grudges. You and I wrestle with that, right? We we get wronged or we feel that we've been wronged and it's really hard to let go of things. Like they ring that bell every day at the same time. No, <laughs> they also say that our music is fairly loud going that way. Who'd have thunk? Um, but just to to say that God, by His nature, it's not His first choice to hang on to things, and it's not it's not His way. To continue with a grudge. And then to come back to our own lives and say, okay, teach me this because I haven't got it down yet. Help me with this area because, boy, it's sure easy to hang on to things. And in the Lord, we're just going, you do it this way, and I want to be like that. Part of your holiness is this ability to release. So God, teach us how. How great is the Lord's love for all who worship Him, greater than the distance between heaven and earth? How far has the Lord taken away our sins from us, farther than the distance from east to west? You know, for that day He's looking from horizon to horizon and saying, "What God does is is significant, and and who He is is, you know, is bigger than what we know even of the earth." Now that's uh in in Malawi a few years ago made a significant mistake when I was trying to talk about God as creator and, and the hugeness of, you know, not not just the sun ninety-three million miles away, and of course, millions is is a, a strange concept in that group. And then I'm going, but there are many planets and there are many solar systems and there are many galaxies and these are guys that some of them didn't even know what a telescope was yeah it was the wrong thing to, to get into but no matter how big it gets for us there's that awareness that god is bigger and it's wondrous so even the psalmist he's seeing what he can see in his day he's going god's bigger than this And what he does with our sins is just completely remove them. Here's the the next verse. Just as parents are kind to their children, the Lord is kind to all who worship him because he knows we're made of dust. Again, another picture that comes out of the languages here. Um, The word... Fondle is associated with this, but it's kind of become sexualized in our day, right? But cuddle is a term that we would understand. And it's almost, it's making a declaration, it's, as, it's almost as if the Lord cuddles his people. And when you think about that, you know, it's that power under control that nurtures and cares. And there's a certain wonder to it. And the psalmist is saying, that's how God treats our lives. He, he holds us. That's something to just kind of get onto, right? And, and say, Lord, there are times when I don't know where you're at. I don't, I don't see. I don't. And to come back to a verse like this and just say, God holds us. He's, in a sense, the psalmist says, cuddles. Intriguing thought, isn't it? Because he knows we're made of dust, and and it goes on. We are like grass or wildflowers that quickly bloom, but a scorching wind blows, and they they quickly wither. Will be forgotten. Um. The the focus is on the idea of just that blossom that's just there for a day or two and then gone. And in some ways, it says it's like a twinkle just on, off, done. And he's going, that's how life is. On, off, gone. And yet he says God still is concerned about that. He's still compassionate, even with a life that just blooms quick and the blossom's gone. The Lord's always kind to those who worship him. He keeps his promises to their descendants who faithfully obey him. And again, as a parent, that's something to grab onto, right? And just say, you've made these declarations. This is how you are. Now help me to do the things that set my child up so that they can respond to you, but then also develop in them the heart to keep that going. God has set up his kingdom in heaven, and he rules the whole creation. So he's beginning to wind this thing up. And he comes back to this idea of praise. All of you mighty angels who obey God's commands, come and kneel and praise before your God. All of you thousands who serve and obey God, come and kneel and praise to your God. I'm adding that kneel, but it's it's appropriate. All of God's creation and all that he rules, come and kneel and praise before the Lord with all my heart, I will kneel in praise to the Lord. Lord, we we read your Psalms. We recognize the truths in them. We thank you for speaking life to us. And help us to walk in a similar fashion with a similar understanding of wonder about our relationship with you. Help us to bend our knee in praise. Amen. Pray for God's blessing upon you. Your blessing rest on these, your people. And know the fullness of favor that you intend for their lives. May they discover with joy what it is to kneel before you. Experience the fullness of your love. I ask as each one goes into the community that you will give them words of life to speak over others. Enable them to carry out the workings of your kingdom gift them with the supernatural. Be lifted up and exalted, our Lord, we pray. We love you this day.